and what's and that's kind of the balancing act for us because it's it's while you say simple, people then think inadequate. But it's no. actually a very powerful control yes. when you start to see all the other features that are in there. And what right. we're very cognizant of is how do we continue to put these important, powerful features into the machine, but make it easy for somebody to use and exploit. And that's that's a challenge. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. Jim here at Making Chips. We're here live broadcasting from McCormick Place in downtown Chicago at the IMTS TV booth. I feel like we're the anchors of a major news broadcast today. <laughs> I know, Sitting up fun. here in this beautiful stage, the lights, cameras, uh, people are taking pictures, all the people are walking by. I feel uh, feels good. I feel the excitement in the air. Yes. But anyway, I'm sitting here with Jason. Yeah, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. It's, uh, I, I just am I'm overwhelmed at the people, the magnitude of the show, the 1.3 million square feet of exhibition space. And I, I never would have had ma imagined back in the mid 70s when I was a teenager coming here with my dad that I'd be sitting up here in a TV booth interviewing <laughs> the major players yes. of um, these made these uh, machine tools and cam technology and yeah. well we and we certainly have one of the major players of the um, of the machine tool side of things Haas. Haas everybody knows Haas everybody knows Haas I've got one in my shop we appreciate it yeah so anyway we've got Scott Gasich he's the vice president of sales and marketing for Haas automation and Haas is based out of Oxnard, California. That's where your corporate office is at. Right? That's where everything's at, really. That's where everything's at. Manufacturing, design, all of it. It's it's yeah. that one location. Yeah. Well, welcome, Scott. Yeah, I, I Thanks, had the guys. pleasure. I had the pleasure of getting a private tour of Haas back in um, in the spring, and I was blown away by what I saw. It's really a state-of-the-art facility, and uh, really looks like you guys have really made that whole manufacturing process efficient. And, and everything is, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about Haas's business model and what's making you successful and why are you different from some of the competition? Sure. I think a lot of what makes us different, quite frankly, starts with, starts with Gene Haas, you know, the guy who founded the company. He yes. started as a machine tool consumer and started making products, the 5C indexers, the rotary tables, and then decided, well, why can't we make a machine? And started building a machine. And one thing, we're always about keep the machine simple, keep the processes simple, keep everything we do simple, but yet takes care of our customers. And uh, when you talked about the factory, vertical integration is a big thing for us. If we can make it and do it ourselves, we will. Uh, in fact, it was probably two years ago, we had a major sheet metal supplier that hit on some hard times and we ended up buying their whole business and now we're building sheet metal for our own machines as well. So that if it makes business sense and it makes our products better, and ultimately make something better for our customers, we go ahead and do that. Sure. A lot of what drives the factory there is what makes sense for the customers and keep the machine simple. Yeah, well, I was impressed because how many different models use the same base? 
Correct. Like your VF2, your VF3, your VF4. Is that all on the same base, Scott, or what? We break them up by frame sizes. Okay. But yeah, the small verticals would be your VF1s, your VF2s. The medium verticals would be your VF3s and 4s. The larges or the 6s and ups, they all use the same bases. But even all those machines use the same spindles. Right. So the same 40 taper spindle, the same basic spindle shaft can be used on a mini mill, a tool room mill, up through a 15,000 RPM VF7, VF8, but they have different bearing configurations, different construction, but they at least use that same spindle shaft. Mm -hmm. So really you talk about the economies of scale, it's a lot easier to make 50 a day of the same thing rather than make 10 of this, four of that, and five of that. I so I agree with you more. We so work hard. the process. Yeah, 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 automate and standardize. That's a yeah. that's a big piece. Yeah. You, you mentioned before that um, before Gene Haas started making machine tools, he started making the indexers, but he was a consumer of all these products. What, was he a job shop before he, he yeah. was anything else? Uh, Pro Turn Engineering. Okay. Uh, oh, I, I think he started that. back in 1978. Okay. And uh, you know, an aerospace job shop in San Fernando Valley. Aerospace job shop. Yeah. Wow, great. And crazy? you know, as the as the story goes, it's not a story; it's reality. Yeah. Um, you know watching people working in his shop, using dividing heads to go and drill holes into plates and just thinking there's gotta be a better way, asking some way to automate this. Yeah. So take he off the help. hand wheel, throw on a stepper motor, working with a high school buddy of his, a guy named Kurt Zerhut who's still with us, wow. our head of electrical engineering, figured out how to take a stepper motor and have that drive the indexing head. And well, how do we put this in a box and how do we go make it? How yeah. do we go sell it? You know, Gene's always had that entrepreneurial spirit that, I mean, it continues over today, even to the F1 team. You can see the way that behaves and the way that they're structured and operate. It's very much like our factory, which very much comes back to pro-turn engineering. And uh, that's what still drives us today, you know, that Haas culture of keep it simple and do the right thing, continue to make a better and better product that people are going to want to buy. Great. Is that is that culture, is that state, is that a stated culture that you guys have? There isn't, uh, there aren't, there isn't a stated culture that's on the wall mm -hmm. that, you know, thou shalt, but there's right. definitely this driving sense from Gene, the management team all down, to the guys on the floor, a lot of pride in what we do. Okay. Oh, and, and, it's, it's and that, that it's drives a, a lot. Yeah, and there's a lot of that uh, made in the USA pride that you can see in, in everything that Haas does. And I especially like, you know, Jim and I were talking about this when we went to um, uh, Workshop for Warriors out in California mm -hmm. as well, is, um, you know, they really, um, you guys help them and, and they really embrace the, the Haas machine tools and it seemed like you really helped them to help training the US manufacturer. Can you tell us a little bit about that relationship? Sure, that's oh, yeah. a uh, huge relationship. Yeah, the right? wounded is just one of many that we have. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, through a lot of different, you know, anybody that's trying to teach someone to better their life, better their career, particularly how to learn to run machine tools, right. uh, we want to support them. Okay. And that's where it started with, you know, Haas Technical Education Learning Centers, we call them HTECs, and really that's partnering with schools and getting them equipment so they can start training people and keep this manufacturing going. Yes. Um, in fact, I kind of came from an HTEC with Haas Automation. I went to Cal Poly in okay. San Luis Obispo. We had a couple of Haas machines that had been entrusted. The professors there just got them. They weren't sure how to use them. You know, I'm the dumb kid and said, well, can I figure it out? Start you know, running those machines to just set them up, learn how they work. Got a summer job at Haas, finished school, and you know, the rest it went. But that- Oh, is that how, is that was your path? That's how I got into Haas, yeah. Oh, really? Was because of two machines that got entrusted back in 98 into Cal Poly, and those machines are still there running. And um, just one thing led to another, and you kind of get into this Haas culture, and 
and really can appreciate that, man, what we're trying to do isn't just to sell the most machine tools, it's to sell the best machine tools yeah. and, and, that, and, and that entrustment and that relationship that you build helps with the marketing too and helps sure, with the it, sales. Totally. Absolutely, it does. Um, I totally get it. But it also really gets people to understand that manufacturing is still alive and strong in America. Yes. I mean, it, it, it irritates me to no end when you hear all the the news where manufacturing down and jobs are gone, but the jobs are gone are for the, you know, making the 10 million widgets that go into an iPhone. Well, but maybe we can bring those back. You never true, know. We could, but we also have high paying jobs that are in aerospace, right. that are in heavy equipment, that are in automotive, and really need skilled labor, good paying labor, to go use these equipment, use these machines. So that's why we put so much emphasis into the, um, into the HTEC program. In fact, we've got machines down here in the student center as yeah. well to try and get the next generation excited about, hey, manufacturing is a good job. It's well, as not, we're sitting here in the studio, there is hundreds, hundreds. of students Yeah, they're all walking, walking by. by. They're all and walking it's by. great, and it's so, I mean, it, it really refreshing. gets you excited, I gotta tell you know, you. it really does. Yeah. I, I don't think, yeah. I, well, you know, at one time, I don't think that they allowed an under 18 into mm -hmm. IMTS. Oh, so glad Seriously. they changed that. They had to, I mean, yeah. obviously, I've never seen so many students in my life ever coming to the show that yeah. I had today. It, so. It, well, it's, it's as you said, I think, Jason, you said yeah. it, of, the biggest, anytime I go into a customer shop, one thing I'll always ask is, hey, what can Haas help you do? And mm -hmm. you know, I'm hoping to hear some product ideas, some different things, hey, solve me this technical issue. Yeah. More than 90% of the time it's, I need labor. I need skilled labor. I need people yes. that can run the machine tools. So we've kind of got two approaches to that, which is, okay, let's educate people. Let's get them in front of machines. Let's make it easy to get trained on it. And then let's make our machines easier to operate. Yeah, Lower yeah. that skill set barrier to entry, because every shop's got one or two key guys who can program a five-axis job by hand, yep. but they don't have enough people that can come in and competently load and unload machine tools, start to learn how do I set tool and work offsets, well, how do I do all these other things. You can learn how to program a CNC machine tool, but you need many years in a machine shop environment to learn the fundamental core skills yes. of being a machinist like when that end mill cuts the metal and you know that it's too fast just by hearing it, or, you know. That uh, practical experience. The practical experience, yeah. exactly. I mean, um, but you're absolutely correct. I think that the Haas does have a very um, easy entry barrier. It's, it, it's a very hands-on, user-friendly, simple control to use, yes. And, and, what's, and that's kind of the balancing act for us because it's, it's while you say simple, people then think inadequate. But it's no. actually a very powerful control yes. when you start to see all the other features that are in there. And right. what we're very cognizant of is how do we continue to put these important, powerful features into the machine, but make it easy for somebody to use and exploit. And that's, that's a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. During the, the opening IMTS, the keynote, um, we, we talked about this a little before, Penny Prisker said that manufacturing ranks last amongst students, you know, say high school, junior high students, as far as their um, intended aspirations. or aspirational industry to go into. Um, how do we change that? Uh, I think by doing things like this. Okay. Like you said, it, it's a it's a digital generation. It is. Um, I, I kind of bridge that gap between millennials and Gen Xers. Um, I embrace technology a lot, but I also see just even with my kids of if it's digital, they're going to absorb it more. Yeah. That's why we put time and energies into our YouTube channel with our tips of the day. I saw with, that. That is great. My I son love it. follows it all the yeah. time. Yeah. It is. It's, it's fantastic because it's easy to consume. Yeah. It's in the wheelhouse of I can consume it on my mobile device. I can right. get it online. I can yep. forward it and share it with people. Yep. So the way we get to your question, how do we get more people back into this? Continue to make manufacturing mainstream and cool, which those of us that, that love it, it is. But you get enough people that see it with things like Orange County Choppers, 
uh, Fast and Loud, these other TV shows. And what yeah, we've Titan Gilroy. Titan, exactly. Yeah. Guys that go and show what manufacturing really is. Because I think you ask most kids what's manufacturing, they're going to think a dirty, dingy factory, yeah. smokestacks, people getting sucked into machine tools. But not, you know, just about any shop you go into today. It's not at all like no, that. No, not. It's not your grandfather's machine shop anymore. It really is not. It's, right. It's I mean, just the pro think the programming. I know. I mean, just watch the guys doing programming with the solid modeling that you can do in Mastercam or uh, HSM works and yeah. all these. It's it's a digital experience. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, Scott, about what, what new technologies is Haas here representing for IMTS 2016? Our biggest push is we've updated our, speaking of the control, we, we've updated our control to what we call the next generation control. Yeah. Um, if you squint your eyes and look at it from an interface, it looks about the same, but it's all the hardware and technology that's behind it. This is really the launching pad. Is this pad. the new software interface? New software and a new control. I wouldn't even call it a new software interface okay. because you could walk up to it knowing so how to run your house. So my that's sitting on my floor, Mike, you don't say years, the one we just got this year, does it have that new control? I believe it does. It should, just yeah, started, I heard it did. Just started bringing it out, but you look at any other Haas control that's out there, you'll still fire it on. So it's the same user interface, it's just same a different user control. interface, yeah. different hardware that's the in the UI background. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, you, okay. you look at them, you're like... Yeah. Okay, yeah. got the it. The UI is close to the same, but it's also going to be the start of the evolution as we move the UI more and more towards continued ease of use. You need to make it look like an iPad. Because that's what they're used to, you know? It yeah. seems to be or the direction that people are going, or a smartphone, whatever. Um, yeah. No doubt. But we also can't abandon our customers that have bought 200,000 machines over the years. Yeah, that's very and true. And that, that technology bridge is pretty critical. And yeah. it's not an easy path to navigate. And frankly, we do refer back to the iPhones a lot, just thinking, yeah. of what did they do that made it simple? And what it always comes back to is intuitiveness. Yeah. I would what expect it to intuitiveness. intuitiveness. There's always that intuitive yeah. feel. Have you ever tried to find an iPhone um, manual? Right. There isn't one. No. It's just you Google, it's you Google what your problem is on YouTube, and it shows you. It goes right through the whole. Well, but thing. the other and, thing and, is there's an iteration to it, and so you're always comfortable with the new model that comes out. It's just a little different, but yeah. it gets better. Yeah, you're just tweaking it. By the way, just for the record, yeah. I have an Android. Jason, yeah. Jason has an iPhone. Yeah. Hey, we are. Uh, we <laughs> are you, agnostic you see to which platform. Did you see him? cringe when I said that. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's funny. Yeah, you get those camps. People have their different opinions of which one they are. Yeah. I'm an iPhone guy because after years of building computers, you know, going through college and whatnot, I said, I'm done. Just give me one piece that works out of the box that's ready to go. Yeah. Devise our devices together. Yep, yep, yep. But it's interesting, you, you mentioned Google. About yeah. You got a problem, you're going to go talk to Google and find talk the answer. Tell me the, tell me the that's answer. That's what drove us for the tip of the day. That's what drove us to develop our DIY site. Why? Because you were getting... Because when people have a question, they don't come to Haas, they go to the Google machine. Right. Who, who goes to pull out a manual anymore? You no. go to Google. And, and, and for you guys, Absolutely video right, is, is more powerful than anything else in order to get that message across, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the cliche. You okay. know, a picture tells a thousand words, a video tells a million. Okay. And uh, right. we've got some very talented people that have a lot of information to share and talented people that can make good videos that are enjoyable to watch. Right. They're quick, they're simple, they're on point, and at the end of the day, you can go do something. How long are they? What's the duration? <laughs> Two to eight minutes. Okay. It kind of varies. Is that, okay. that is your stated strategy. We want to keep it within this. So tell us about your YouTube strategy. What are the components of it that you know that make yeah. a great video? It has to be compelling. It has to be relevant. It has to be something that... I have him, not you. I know, but I know, I know. <laughs> you know what it has to do? A guy's got to walk away and go, I didn't know that. Right. And, and we also do things that aren't specific to Haas machines. I mean, you watch some of them. There's the one that's gotten a lot of hits has been how do you square up a vice? Okay. Oh, that applies to so stuff. many people. Yeah. yeah. Because people need to know that. 
when I used to And that isn't even Haas related. Yeah. No, exactly. No. And that's what we want. When people think I got a manufacturing problem, we want them to think, can Haas help me solve it? Mm -hmm. And that's why the DIY site, our DIY.HaasCNC.com is first started as, let's put all the manuals there. And now it's turned into, I've got a problems, video. how can it be solved? And we're loading it up with video. We've got video series that we've now done a factory facts one. And yeah, that one does more about, hey, look at how we do something in the factory. But it also, hopefully people will see, I didn't know I could bore something that way. So do you, when you come out with this video, do you say to yourself, it has to be compelling in a entertaining manner? We, or is that not even say, a consideration? To say we have it storyboarded and structured to that level would give us way too much credit. Okay. It's, oh, it's, really? it's part of what the Haas culture is. You know what's right when you see it. So if you, got, if you have George and you know George is like the smartest guy as it relates to squaring up a vice, but he's really, really boring. That's okay? Or do you get somebody in there that can that can entertain the audience when we've, they're, they're giving the video? We've been very fortunate that Mark Terryberry, the guy that does our tip of the day. Okay, you have a, is, a, he's one a, primary person. Yeah, yes. very sharp apps guy. Okay. And, and great personality, great person, great to hang out with. So he just naturally comes across well. Okay. And so that's worked well for us. Um, if, if you're passionate about what you're talking about, and you know it and you enjoy it, people want to see that. They, they want to engage. They're not right. just, okay, here's a guy reading from a script and it's boring. Right. So. And it, he kind of knows it all anyway. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, and he'll, he'll tell us too. Okay, okay. So that's the good thing. Okay. So lots of, uh, lots of videos that way. In two um, to eight minutes. Yeah, and again, sometimes we'll trim them down because we'll watch them and go, okay, that's redundant. It gets too long. So we are cognizant of, don't be redundant. Trim the thing down. Yeah. And simple... Tim gets redundant sometimes. I like to trim him down too. But <laughs> I do get redundant. I have to constantly reiterate it in my head. So. And sometimes you reiterate it aloud too. I know. Go ahead. You're giving us yeah. good information. So videos, information. You know, bringing that back to what got me thinking down this path is when you said I don't, when I want to know something on my phone, I go to Google because Google is easy, online searching is easy, and what we want to be at Haas is easy to deal with. Yeah. And easy to deal with from how do I run the machine, how do I talk to somebody, how do I buy parts? You need to buy any consumables or replacement parts for Haas machines, you can go to a website, parts.haascnc.com, type in your serial number, and go find, maybe a guy damaged a weight cover, maybe you need to replenish some oil, maybe you want to add a different option on the machine, you can order it all online. Because how many of us, I mean, you guys shop online to some extent. Oh, Even if it's a minor part. Uh, it's, 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 we're moving. I think B to C is moving to B to B. I think that we need, as B to B, we need to make it that relationship more e-commerce. Provide that like. experience. That's, yes. I yeah. Provide that speed. That, and that yes. speed. Because yeah. if, you need, if, if you need to buy a light bulb that burned out on your machine tool, do you really want to have to call up the distributor? No. Get the guy my, to schedule My 24-year-old millennial in my shop is not going to want to do that. But what he is going to want to do is hop online, put in the serial number, see the light bulb, order it, and it's coming. From his yeah. smartphone out at the, in the shop floor. And that's why we spend a lot of time and energy to make our website responsive. Yeah. So yeah. that you can use it on a smartphone. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're not thinking about that, you're not thinking about the customer. Exactly. And that's, again, what it still comes back to. What's going to make somebody want to do business with you? Yeah, and then the next time, you know, he wants to buy a machine tool and he's making a decision, he's like, you know what? When I needed to buy a light bulb for my Haas machine, it was easy, so I'm just going to get another Haas because it's simple and it's, they're easy to deal with. What if you he know? put his serial number in and see this is how his machine was configured and oh, order another one? Love it. There you go. So you have, cool. You have a how little barcode on there. That? Yeah, and everybody wins from that. Everybody wins. Uh, it yeah. goes, it becomes a faster process. People become more efficient. From the distributor to us to the customer, it, it all works for everybody. It's one of those when you after you say it, it's like, 
Why did we think of that sooner? Um, really quick, because we have to wrap this up. What, what's the most exciting thing that you see about MT Connect as it relates to yeah, the Haas question. machines? Great question. MT Connect is great, but it seems to always require some type of third party to go exploit it and make it useful to the customer. Okay. So what we have built into our machines is a standard feature called Haas Connect. And from there, you can monitor your machine real time mm -hmm. through your phone, your email, or the iOS and Android apps mm -hmm. that yep. we have that'll tell you the simple thing somebody wants to know. Is my machine running or not? Did I get an alarm or not? Did uh, somebody override my rapids? Did the night shift not really work till 3 a.m. like they said they did, but yeah. turned it off at 1.30? It's, it's the digitization of machine tool technology and how we're learning it. And, and I love that. So do, does that, that mean you're going in a diff different direction than MT Connect? No, we're using the MT Connect protocol. So okay, somebody yeah. could still go any of the third it's, party this devices. This is kind of your, your, your um, Face Our wrapping over paper the, yeah. around MT okay. Connect. Okay. Keep it simple. Okay. Um, so stupid, because yeah. if you don't, it becomes too much of a problem. So here's our Haas Connect app, and here it is hooked up to all our machines in the booth. And you can see which ones are running, which Does, ones the, are sitting idle. The yellow ones are. Yep. Yeah. But then if I go in. How many, to, how many uh, different machine tools are under power upstairs? Uh, we have 16 machines in our booth. Nice. 11 of them are hooked up to Haas Connect. But here right. you can see this is the one machine when the program started, when it stopped. You can get oh. different alerts. That kind of makes want me want to buy a Haas machine. Awesome, then it worked. <laughs> they, can, they can cut you a deal. You but, can come by me and I can show you how to run it. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, um, Scott, what a pleasure to meet you. And um, hopefully we can work some more synergy in the, in the future with regard to car machine, buying another Haas machine for our shop. Absolutely, well, whatever you can do to help. I know we're looking at a lot of stuff today, so. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know, it. keep doing what you're doing to help U.S. manufacturing. Absolutely, that matters Bottom a lot to us, no doubt. The fundamentals are just you've got to keep it. And if you're not making chips, man, you're not making money. That's right. Bam. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share, and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear, and we'll see you next time on Making Chips.